Oh, it's you. Come on in. Welcome to the scum bar. Welcome to Scumbar Podcast, episode 74, where we talk movies, video games, pop culture, books, Laffy Taffy, and everything in between. I'm your host, Matt Brush, and with me today is Legolas himself. You have my bow. <laughs> and my axe. Hi, I'm Anthos. Hello, hello. Hi, Anthos. How are you? I am Yes. How are you? <laughs> I am Banana. Um, <laughs> be sure to check out our Marvel Marathon <laughs> uh, show that we also do, where Anthos and I go over the 22 films in the first three phases <laughs> say, where, of the Marvel Where Anthos and I go universe. over the top and don't listen to that because it's, it's not over fun. Over the top, under it's the hedge. We go unhinged all the time. <laughs> oh, boy. If every episode were unhinged, doesn't that... Oh, then no, it's not unhinged that's just, anymore. That's that, normality. That's hinged. Yeah. yeah. Or the definition of insanity. Uh, really? Anyways, <laughs> let's get into a topic here I like to call, what's new with you? Well, oh, I didn't think about this. What is new oh, with no. me? Oh, no. Oh, uh, no. What's new? Um, um, what's new, pussycat? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, I don't know if I can give you anything new. It's probably the, what, what did I say was new last week? Whatever that was, maybe that's the same this week. So it's not new. It's the same. You were actually looking at buying a house. You were talking about that last week. And actually, oh, I right. asked you about this. I should have asked you before the call, but anyways, yeah. <laughs> right. I was actually, I forgot. I wanted to tell you before we started recording. Yeah. I was, th- I was even reminding myself beforehand too, and <laughs> totally forgot about it. So. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we ended up um, uh, removing all the subjects for the contract. So okay. that is yeah. all like good to go. So now it's just um, make the payment towards the, what is it? End of November and then take possession. Yeah. November 30th. Holy and then smokes. that's it. Wow. So Yeah. That is amazing. Congrats. Thank you. So I guess, yeah, that is news. <laughs> yeah, that's very big news. That's amazing. Yeah. Good for you guys. Yeah. So that's... Oh, I'm so uh, happy. We're, thank you. Um, so yeah, we're going to be... Uh, not quite yet, but eventually we're, we'll start deciding what kind of stuff we want to move in. Like, what furniture we want to um, bring from here to there if we keep everything. Because, um, you know, like you move into a new place and you want to figure out, like, what, what furniture, what kind of look do you want for... Uh, oh for, for sure everything so not quite sure if everything here will fit but we'll just we'll try to figure it out i think our house we're going on the theme of uh we haven't built our shed yet so, <laughs> so everything's, everything's everywhere just everywhere yeah <laughs> that's good so too. once we built the shed i think i can finally fix my office again and get us back into there actually that kind of um pivots quite nicely into mine so what's new with me is i am uh i have recently failed at trying to cable my house or wire my house for uh networking oh it's got no there's no ethernet ports at all in this house it was built in the 70s and there was never ethernet wiring done throughout here yeah so i figured i could do it myself i do it at work every now and then and we have to do ethernet cabling and all that so i was like okay i'll just bring some stuff home and we can figure this out um so i got home and i was looking at the same places and you know here's a trick at the trade that some people do if you need to cable uh ethernet cable into your house and you're gonna have to go into your attic because you're Mm. gonna have to pull that cable up right Mm-hmm. Well, actually, you drop it down from the attic, I guess. But, you know, you yeah. drop it down to then where you're going to put the Ethernet cable. Well, a trick of the trade is look for another cable that's already there. So we have coax cables all around our house. Yeah. So what you do is you tape the cable, the Ethernet cable, to the coax cable, go to your attic, and pull up the coax. 
and then you eventually get your ethernet cable and you can tape it again and then drop it back down again so a really easy way to then just kind of you know uh pull oh. your cables and and that way you don't have to constantly fish them out that was my thought process at least so i figured this shouldn't be that hard i don't know why but i figured i might get it done in about an hour ran oh, up geez. to my attic i got up to my attic and i figured that or forgot that my attic is full of insulation so <laughs> it, it there's like four different types of insulation and they're all in my attic i know <laughs> i know oh, like boy. every different type of insulation that's used there's been like the the yellow pads that have been put down onto the attic bottom mm-hmm. floor uh then there's like those big pink pads with like the pink panther guy on them yeah uh, there's like the, the foam spray that's been shot around and then there's like the little pellets spray that has been shot around as well Holy. so it's like it's a mess up there so must be really warm you have to um, do you remember that game in kindergarten where you would be on uh tarps in in gyms uh, and you'd have to put your team on a tarp and then drag the tarp around and then oh yeah the next tarp and then drag your tarp around you yeah. have to do that in my attic just to get around with all the insulation so do you, you so, set yourself on one of the pads and then you pull yourself is that what you do i put two by fours <laughs> down in between the trusses and then i kind of just get on a two by four and move the other two by four over and then two by four move the other two by four over you know so that's that's how i get along isn't that um, like uh like inefficient railroad building kind of thing kind like, of, yeah. uh, okay <laughs> Um, so anyways, I got over there and realized that all my coax cables, I don't know why I didn't know this, but I figured it out, are on the outside of my house. They go into my house and they drill through the walls, but they go to the outside and they wrap around the outside. So there's actually no cables in the attic at all. So I I pretty much failed and then just instantly went downstairs and, or out out of my attic, I guess, and then just kind of like gave up. (laughs) I was like, I'm not doing this in an hour. This is going to be a day's worth of work. So yeah, I mean, what you're describing I feel like would have taken me minimum a week or something oh. like that. Well, I've been wanting to do this since we moved in like last year. So I, like this has been a long time coming, but actually looking at it, I, I realize in the moment there's so much more work here. So it's going to be a bit, um, I've got actually just beside me here. You can see it here. I've got all the cabling and stuff ready. So I've got my, mm. we're going to fix all of our coax ports to the ethernet ports as well. And then I've got my Ethernet heads, and then that's all my cable wire. Uh, so it's going to be cabling everything. It's going to be quite, quite I see, okay. interesting. Yeah. yeah, so I was trying to figure out, because, like, if you're... I, I thought that you were trying to install, like, brand new... Like, like drill new holes, um, get new plates with uh, coaxial and the Ethernet port, so that you, would have, you wouldn't be replacing your existing outlet plates, like, your existing um, coaxial mm. plates. Yeah. Uh, so I'm like, how are you going to do that? Because then you're going to have to like no. figure out like a new path to snake your cables. And like, this sounds like an extremely complicated project. Yeah, no, our current <laughs> coaxial plates are actually pretty lame. They're really old plates. And we have a few spots in this house, I hate this, where the coax is actually just through a drilled hole in the wall. So I don't know who does that, but in my opinion, it looks awful. And like, it's not, it's like what you, two ninety nine to buy a faceplate. So mm. <laughs> you screw it in with two screws and you're done. So I don't know why people don't do it. Um, Anyways, uh, so we're, we're going to just replace the coax ones and probably have to cut out a, a few holes in the drywall to then put in some real plates into those. But nothing too bad. It's really, it's very bare minimal when it comes to actually wiring houses. Okay. Uh, I just, I was so disappointed because I wanted to get that wiring. And it actually affects the podcast too because I, I'm currently using my laptop and I'm in my guest bedroom so I can get the wired internet from my router. Um, I want to go back to my office, like we were mentioning there, um, 
but my office is a mess right now because of the shed not being finished and mm. um it's not wired so i need to make sure it's wired so that's my motivation to get everything wired is so that i can start recording this podcast in the comfort of my office <laughs> yeah that would be nice did, did you ever think about using the uh like the power line adapters so where you could just plug it right into I, the outlet honestly then... i just read up on those for the first time which is kind of a shame for me because oh. i'm in uh, i'm in it i figured i should have known about these things but i just learned about them uh last week so power line and then mocha as well so media over coaxial oh um and I've never, I've never seen those. So I looked into that. It looks like they're actually pretty good. But as I talked to my fiance about them, for one, they're fairly expensive. Yeah. Um, and for two, she had actually the mindset that I feel like I normally have, but I kind of fell off the track a little bit. But she was like, if we can wire and it's cheaper for us to wire, which it is since we have the stuff. Mm -hmm. um, she's like, why don't we just wire? And I was like, and uh, like, it would be better to be wired as well. It would be a full 100% connection. So I was like, you know what? Like, you are right. Like, we should just put in the work and get it done right instead mm -hmm. of just using the power line to fix an issue. Because yeah. the power line's kind of a band-aid solution, so. Yeah, I guess it's just a matter of, like, is uh, is all the, all the time and energy you're going to have to spend putting into this project going to be worth, like, the money that you save from going into the route? But I think it's, like, it's probably a significant cost difference, too, right? Like, yeah, I buying, mean, buying a really good power line... Because I actually had one when I was at my parents' place. So yeah. I... When I was in my room, I uh, like I, I like to kind of change it up a bit. So like my computer desk was nearby my Ethernet port, and then I wanted to move to a different part of the room where there wasn't an Ethernet port. So I ended up buying the Paraline adapter. Right. I think maybe I paid like a hundred thirty at the time. And, That's not bad. And the, yeah, it wasn't too bad. And and they, I never had any kind of like connectivity issues. Um, what did I do? I, I believe yeah. it was like a, a 60 to 80% uh, rate. So of, of a rate that you're getting of your Ethernet when you're on power line. Mm. And you get closer to 90 and 100% when you do coax. Uh, just because the power line is kind of um, randomly changing as your power gets used throughout your house. Because power mm -hmm. lines are not necessarily supposed to be used to send data across. Right. So when you have power going through them, it kind of disrupts the data a little bit. Now, okay. it's not bad. It's, it's better than nothing. And it's better than Wi-Fi for sure. But uh, when you do full-on wired through coax or through your Ethernet, obviously, you're going to get a much better connection. Mm, yeah. Okay. Well, good luck to you with that project. <laughs> Sounds fun. Thank you. I'll keep going, keep powering through, and we'll see where we end up. You know what? Maybe I'll end up... I, I feel like I'm giving up if I buy the, the Mocha or the, uh, the power line. Or the power line so, adapter. Yeah. And also, I mean, at some time, we're going to rent out this house to somebody else who wants to move in uh, as well. And they might want to be able to have wire connections, too. So it'll be nice to have it set up so the house is ready for it. Yeah, that's true. Yep. Um, also, okay. it's going to be Cat 6 cable, so it's going to be nice cable. Ooh, updated. Oh, yeah. Nice. Oh, yeah. Anyways, we got a lot to talk about in this episode, so let's move on out of our lives and into the news. Into um, the news. Just before we get into the news, though, actually, we have our first... Uh, it's kind of a question from the audience. Um, I... I do apologize because I, I feel like we should have a lot of, or we always are asking for people to comment and to, uh, you know, subscribe and like and all that kind of stuff. And I really appreciate what we do get from our fans, um, but I don't spend that much time looking for these things. And I realized the other day that there was a few different facets of our podcast where I didn't know to check to mm. see where there's comments. Mm -hmm. I found a few old comments um, and I just, I realized I wasn't being as vigilant as I could have been. Um, but we happen to get a comment here uh, on our last, last week's episode. Uh, actually, I guess two weeks ago because of our Marvel movie one. Um, so anyways, uh, the comment here is from Lucas. Uh, I, I don't know if he's from Ireland, but he's got an Irish flag. So I assume <laughs> he's from Ireland. And I okay. noticed that we actually have some viewership from Ireland as well. So I'm assuming, Lucas, 
You're from Ireland, so uh, I, I love Ireland, so that's cool. cool. Um, he, he writes in, he says, yeah, Scumbar, love the name. Where is the Xbox love? Um, oh, actually, interesting. It's funny he says this. Um, this happens to be an episode where I did write some Xbox news into here. Now, I didn't necessarily write any Hey, me love. too. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I didn't necessarily write any love for Xbox, but there is a topic we'll get to a little bit later on um, where I'll get into a little bit more. So thank you, Lucas, for your viewership. Thank you for listening. Um, we're, we're happy to have you a part of this gum bar here. Um, if you have any more things you want to ask us, just let us know, and we'll, uh, we'll read it out here on the podcast. So thank you. Cool. Yeah, thanks for, for giving us a comment, and uh, I will... I'll see if I can make some room in my in my love circle for Xbox. It's not something that was at, that's ever been on my mind, but you know, there's well, there's always room for more. It is a little strange, actually. I didn't think about it too much, but I've got a bit of a bias for Sony. I would say you've got a bit of a bias for Nintendo, <laughs> and neither of us have a bias for Xbox. So. Kinda, yeah. That being said, I have no hate for Xbox at all. I mean, I worked at EB Games for a long time. I had to sell these things. Um, I I don't I don't dislike Xbox in any way, but I I do fall into the fanboy train of loving sony so much mm. um and that being said i've got a lot of critiques for sony for this this go around for ps5 anyways but let's get into a little segment here anthos that i like to call ye old news ye old news so into we're gonna the go news. we're gonna break this up probably by categories we're gonna start off actually sure um let's start off with books actually because i've only got one topic here for the book Okay, um, I don't think I have any news for the book, so it's all you. Perfect. Um, the other day I noticed this and I sent it off to Anthos because I didn't even know this was a thing. We spend a lot of time talking about Ready Player One on this podcast. Um, I did not realize that, uh, is it Ernest Klein? Yeah. Yeah, Ernest Klein has uh, finished uh, creating Ready Player Two, the sequel. Um, now, keep in mind, I don't know the synopsis to this book at all. I really don't know what it's about. But there is a sequel coming out for Ready Player One, and I noticed it on Audible, of all things, because I saw Will Wheaton has already narrated it. Oh, and perfect. And it's going to come out. So Great. I probably won't buy the book. I'll probably just buy the Audible version right away with Will Wheaton. Okay. But I'm, I'm genuinely excited for this. Like, I, I really enjoyed the first one, and I just I, I do go through it yearly. So I've gone through it, I think, three times now. And uh, wow. I'm just I'm excited to go through Ready Player Two. It's it's I'm I'm welcoming it into my life. This is the first time I'm like watching for a book release in a long time. So mm -hmm. yeah, so there we go. Ready Player Two is coming out. Excited. I think it's yeah. November. I didn't get the date. Uh, this title release is November twenty fourth. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I'm excited. So actually, that's really that's pretty two months away, pretty much, right? Yeah. That's coming up. I I am also definitely looking forward to this one. So Ready Player One. Um, I didn't listen to the Will Wheaton podcast or uh, audiobook version of it. I, I read through this one, but mm. I, I usually I have a different feeling of um, getting through books when I read versus uh, going through the audiobook. I think I can get I can get really lost in the book as I'm reading it, but with an audiobook, I kind of have to put a little bit more effort into listening and like paying attention. Right. But but yeah, I think like you, it's been a long time since I've been waiting for a book release. It used yeah. to be so Harry Potter obviously for me were, were the big yeah, me ones. Too. Yep. And then actually for a time it was Dan Brown. Um for like well, the Da Vinci Code book like the uh Robert Langdon books. Yeah. And then um what else was there? I think all the other books kind of had already it's a hung Hunger Games, like the Divergent series, they were kind of released like I think they were all released by the time I got into it. But yeah, so Ready Player One really enjoyed that one. So now, yeah, finally looking forward to another book and I'm I'm should I the chapter says there's a special offer. <laughs> I think I'm gonna buy them physical eventually, but I'd like to listen to the audiobook first. Um, mm. Okay. I'm just so used to that's like my weird like that's that's how I first 
uh, got into Ready Player One was with Will Wheaton, so it's it's a nice like entry point for me. And then uh, now that it's been a little while, it's almost nostalgic, and I just want to go back to that place. So it's gonna be fun. Cool. Um, right. So that's really all I got to say about books. Um, that's it. So let's move into movies. We got quite a bit of stuff here to talk about for movies. Uh, quite it's been a bit. A, in the last, or this is movie slash TV, I guess. But in the last two weeks, there's just been so much news, and we do our podcast on a two week basis, so we're always going to be behind on this news. But I just want to talk about it, right? So, uh, so things that have happened. Uh, first thing here, we'll talk about Antho. Do you want to take away the topic? Sure. Okay. So first one, um, I don't really have much to say about it because i'm really unfamiliar but uh we recently mm. got a dune trailer and uh looks pretty cool so it's with um timoth timothy chalamet uh, why do i recognize him what's he from he was in uh he was in the the, the king movie uh it was like oh. a netflix original movie i think yeah, it's i saw the, the trailer and you mentioned that movie i remember you talking about it uh and he's in something else that is oh call me by your name he was in that um what's something beautiful dune okay i know little he was in little women he's laurie in little women i didn't see that either oh well okay uh he was in ladybird i didn't see that either okay he looks recognizable to me he's got a recognizable face but uh i don't i don't know him he was in interstellar Ooh, he was from that? Tom at 15 years, I guess. I mean, like looking through his credits list, he's got he's got quite a bit of stuff there. Um, but mm. the King is what I first saw him in, and I think that was a Netflix original. Yep. Um, and oh, that's the one with uh, Robert Pattinson who plays uh, like the King of France or something. Right. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's a decent movie. So yeah. So, anyways, with this movie, who else is uh, so Timothy Timothy Chalamet? Is it uh, Aquaman? Yeah, Jason Momoa. Momoa. Uh, Thanos is in it. Um, Zendaya, so we got Mary Jane. Um, Drax is in it. Um, oh, yeah, you're right. Er- uh, Eric. Wait, does he have a last name? Clarkson? Eric from Eric from Thor? Er- oh, right. Um, yeah, it's uh, Skarsgård. Yeah, so Stellan Skarsgård. I just can't remember what Eric's Stalin's last name is. Right, yeah. um, and then uh, we've got Poe Dameron. So, oh, Javier yeah, yeah. Bardem, there's playing a lot the of people. F- like, playing the father, I think? Uh, Duke um, Leto Atreides. So, speaking of audiobooks, I went through the audiobook of this Dune, uh, the first book in the Dune series. I went through this, I want to say like a year ago or two years ago. I, unfortunately, it was really hard to follow. And it's not because the book is quite crazy. It, like the, the themes they tackle in the book is actually pretty intense. But it's because of the audiobook. They had all these actors come in to do the audiobook. And so it kept switching who was talking, oh. and I found it very, very distracting. So mm. there's moments of this trailer where I'm like, oh yeah, I remember that. And there's other moments where I'm like, I don't know what's going on at all. <laughs> uh, okay. Oh, when he puts his hand in the box and she's like, pain, and he's just like, starts screaming. I remember that because that was a really intense part in the book. I don't remember like the sandworms coming out, and I don't remember like this battle going on i i do remember the, the 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 training montage a little bit that he's doing but man it's just it's very strange um so i'm kind of going into this blind as well and uh, I'm, I'm excited but i have no idea what i'm excited for this movie just gets <laughs> me really excited because it looks good 
I guess. And, yeah, well, it does. It does kind of look good. Uh, like the trailer was great. Uh, the the music was insane in the trailer. It was it was like that weird song um, mixed with like this really crazy like orchestral thing going. And uh, that always gets me in trailers when there's nice orchestral music in the background. It's really mm-hmm. pump up kind of atmosphere. That that do 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 boom and like the the font comes in and all that. You know, this yeah. summer like Star Wars was always really good at that. <laughs> the the latest Star Wars movies were always really good at that with their trailers. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, let's see. I guess the thing is too. There's just a lot of like, I heard that they they're not using as much CGI in this film or something, or they're trying to make it as much as like a live action film as they can, and the CGI oh. is either not there or used sparsely. Uh. Now what's weird is when I watch the trailer, I feel like there is a lot of CGI in it, but I can't tell. I I really can't tell because the sand looks like it's CGI to me, but maybe it's real sand. I have no idea how they did it. Um, it's probably a really uh, like a real giant worm too. They just had to, you know, they had they had a they had to go find giant one of those giant worms. Yeah, like I think you can find it like uh, wherever they they found one for uh, for Beetlejuice and and Tremors. You know, those, oh yeah, you're they, right. Yeah, they yeah, they yeah. exist. Go somewhere. hire one of those ones. Those are definitely not CGI. Well, it's because I told my fiance, I was like, I heard a rumor that there's no CGI in this, right? And then we watched that, and I was like, oh, there's definitely CGI in this. There's song. yeah. But then I was watching, I was like, well, maybe. I guess somebody might tell me that that sandworm was actually a miniature, and it was an animatronic or something, Yeah, it right? could have been it an animatronic, be. yeah. And the sand also could be a miniature with explosions. The sand could also under. be an animatronic. <laughs> it could be. <laughs> but, like, there's obviously ways they can do it without CGI. I just, I have, it looks CGI to me, so I'm pretty sure it is. <laughs> yeah, to some extent. And Jason yeah. Momoa also, he looked a little bit fatter, and I don't think, he's a pretty, he's a pretty fit guy, so I bet That's that, true. that chubbiness is probably CGI. Yeah. Yeah. There's no way that he could he could his he body no no way his body just metabolizes <laughs> way too fast he works out too hard yeah yeah uh, to me this looked like um it could be the next Hunger Games it could flop like don't get me wrong it definitely mm. could flop um but it looks like it could be the next Hunger Games it actually reminded me a little bit of uh, the Maze Runner movie yeah um, yeah yeah it had I was actually picturing Maze Runner half Maze Runner and half uh, Waterworld <laughs> right. Um, my fiance, my fiance said something very interesting though. When she saw the trailer, she said, "This looks too big to be a movie," and I, oh. I kind of like, I laughed at that because I was like, "That's such a good statement to where we are now, <coughs> where the TV shows feel like they're." <coughs> I'm good. Excuse you. Okay. <laughs> I'm good. Okay. What, what TV shows feel like they're more um, <clears throat> larger than life than movies are these days. Because, like, I, I instantly was like, well, Lord of the Rings was pretty big. <laughs> she was like, I guess you're right, you know? But uh, but still, it was like, you know, I guess when, when things like Game of Thrones happen, you start to forget that, like, movies used to be epic before TV shows started <laughs> taking this whole epic thing. Um, and this Dune movie does feel like that to me. It feels like it's trying to be on par with something like Lord of the Rings. And, you know, believe mm. me, I want another movie to be as good as Lord of the Rings. I just haven't seen it yet. So. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, it's it's hard to say if we ever will get stuff of that because I find just with movies, it's all trend based, right? Like what yeah. is what is in trend, not just about the the concept, but the st- uh, how would I, um, like I don't know, like the the styles I I say is kind of different from the genre, um, and and the core concepts, but and like the themes, but I find that. Yeah, like, the the trends of the styles kind of just changes over time. Like, for a while, the trend is ghost movies or whatever. Yeah, and for, for a while, sure. the trend is, like, zombie movies. and But then but, also for a while, like... Because I think if we were to look back at, like, Oscar-nominated or, like, uh, and Oscar and Emmy movies from, like, um, like, decades ago, like, aside from thinking about whether they did ghosts and zombies and stuff like that, I think just the overall... Like, what does a romance movie look like back then? Right. What does a comedy movie look like back then? 
Yeah. Uh, it's completely different what from what romance and comedy would look like now. And same thing with like all action. So I guess maybe yeah, yeah, just the way that they portray each genre, I find it's like it's very trend based. One thing working for this though is since it is uh, an adaptation of a book, um, it might not fall into the whole trend based kind of stigma. I guess mm-hmm. for a movie these days, so it has potential. Anyways, I don't know. The movie could suck, but I'm hoping for it. <laughs> I really hope it's good. If theaters were open, well, I guess they are. But if if theater going experiences were normal right now, I would be going to see this in the theater. So yeah, me too. Yeah. yeah. Um. Okay. Next on the list, we've also got Mandalorian season two. The trailer. This dropped pretty much right after we recorded our last episode, so we <laughs> missed it. Um. So season two, Mandalorian. I don't think they had much to show, but I don't think they have to either. They pretty much. Probably they could have just been like Mandalorian season two, title shot, you know, watch it on this date. They probably could have done that. Um, I'm glad they showed us a bit, but they also clearly have so much story and stuff going on that they don't want to show us anything all that important. <laughs> yeah, no, that's very true. Like they, I think um, there there's enough that we've seen from the first season that like you know people are probably already hooked. Yes, um, and I think expectations are kind of set whether or not they show us anything in the trailer. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I found myself, like, excited about the lore of Star Wars again, which is really interesting. After watching mm. the last couple movies, I've been kind of, like, off about it. But in this one, when you've got the one character being like, oh, there was a race of wizards, you know? Right. Uh, there was a race of wizards called Jedi. And my fiance was like, she's like, shouldn't they know who the Jedi are? And I found myself, like, recalling events from Return of the Jedi and then The, um, the Force Awakens, because it's, I guess, in between those movies, right? I found myself kind of, like, recalling those events of that and being like, oh, I guess they wouldn't know the Jedi. They're more of a legend at this point. Mm. Um, And then I found myself being like, oh, my gosh, like, if he meets up with Ahsoka, he's now going back to, like, that old Republic almost kind of style of Jedi. He's going back to, like, this legendary wizard figures. He's not going back to Luke Skywalker. He's going all the way back, you know? Yeah. Somebody who trained with, like, the legendary Anakin Skywalker. I was like, so it's funny how the Mandalorian, just a, a TV show, it gets me so excited for the larger-than-life universe yet again. So, mm-hmm. man, I'm excited. I can't wait to go back. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that, too. When is that coming out? Uh, did it say October? Yeah, I think it's October, yeah. Yeah, October, and it's going to be back to, like, the weekly releases but that's okay i don't mind that's fine by me i'm gonna be watching <laughs> yeah i'll be watching too I'm trying to think did they in the trailer what did they show ahsoka or was it just um because i know that i was reading people commenting no. about it like there was like, a character a that kind of looked like yeah it, but it wasn't it wasn't okay. ahsoka okay well, no it was apparently a well-known fighter a woman fighter i guess so oh yeah okay well so, we'll find out yeah. eventually uh, why don't you take the next one? Sure. So on to some more trailers. So the next one is One Division. So, okay. First of Let's all, be like, confused just... with One Division. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, not just that, but like, so Wanda and Vision as the characters, um, uh, or when they when they put the name together for the show, is it supposed to be literally just like all Wanda and Vision, or is it like you know, uh, it's kind of like that cliche um like 90s commercials like oh now this show has been featured in future vision or like oh yeah like this uh we have this new color vision aspect ratio blah 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 and it's like is it supposed to be that kind of sort of trademarky kind of name or is it like was it originally gonna be called visionorama (laughs) well i i just the the way that just wandavision to me like just the name of it just kind of makes it sound like it's supposed to be some sort of weird take on like a it's like, you know, like Stranger Things, they did a really good job of showing off like kind of like an 80s world or 80s vibe yeah, kind of stuff. Yeah, for sure. I yeah. wonder if like WandaVision is like meant to do that. I, I had been wondering Maybe. this and then eventually, yeah, so we finally saw the trailer and a lot of it takes place in like, in 50s. what looks like a 
TV show, yeah, that takes place way back when. Um, but I feel like it's kind of just going through different eras. Yeah, and... me too. I thought I got a bit of a glimpse of that too, where it was it seemed like they might go through all the decades. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, and I'm curious to know like at what point does this take place? Um, because yeah, like, is it we... after Infinity War or is it pre Infinity War? Well, okay, so Vision he didn't have his stone, did he? In oh, the... I didn't notice. I actually didn't notice. I don't think he did. Um, so if he didn't, then that means. Well, that could mean a lot of things. That could mean, like, there's some remnant of him that exists somewhere. It could be existing in um, the Scarlet Witch's head or mind or something. Because she... I don't think it's necessarily revealed in the MCU, but she's one of the most powerful... Oh, yeah, maybe literally Wanda's vision. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. Could be. Like, there's there's a lot of implications with this, and so... um, I don't know. After I saw the trailer... Well, let me... Uh, before watching the trailer, I thought it was um, a movie. I forgot that it was going to be a TV show. Mm. And halfway through the trailer, it was just obvious to me it was a TV show. And I kind of went like, oh, yeah, it's a TV show. Like, I'm not really into it. I'm not really excited to watch a TV show um, in the Marvel Universe all that much. And uh, so I wasn't really all that excited. And we went through the whole trailer, and it just seemed weird. I didn't know how else to really put it, but it just felt weird to me. Mm, so yeah honestly when it finished i'm not that interested but as my fiance put, uh, puts it we'll watch episode one <laughs> <laughs> we'll watch episode one and we'll see how it goes now the only way i think i could be convinced that i'll watch this show is if it goes in the horror direction it almost seems like it's a horror like uh, in the trailer there it gets a little bit creepy for a second but then it mm. kind of like pulls out of that again and i'm not sure if they're gonna only do like a mild bit of creepy or if they're gonna go full on into like a horror but if they do, that would be fun. Like, I would love to see something actually, like, terrifying in the Marvel Universe, so... Mm. Uh, actually, yeah, I think... Yeah, that makes sense. And uh, and if anybody, like, having these characters, like, knowing WandaVision... Or WandaVision... Knowing Wanda <laughs> has the powers that she does, I think kind of putting more thriller suspense aspect to this would make sense. And uh, mm-hmm. I'm just checking back with the video. So he does have the Mind Stone attached to his head oh, sometimes. But then also, I guess when he's in his human form, he... It's not shown whether or not it's He's there or Paul not. Paul Bettany like, without the vision stone. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's just so so interesting. This show has a lot of implications. I'm curious to know like what character, what other characters they're going to introduce um, yeah. in this show. So, and I haven't really looked into it, but there's a. It'd be uh, funny if they invite Captain America over for dinner or something. <laughs> which is totally possible. It could happen. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm. I'd say I'm still looking forward to it. I'm definitely curious just to know like you know what the heck is going on but i think mm. this is because of the way that the trailer has gone like and yeah but it's marvel so it can't can't be all that bad yep um yeah. our next bit of news here very small but um it looks like uh sylvester stallone is getting in the director's chair uh or director's cutting room chair i guess um he's recutting the movie of rocky four and making his own director's cut Ooh, so Dra- rocky four is a great film but it also like rocky four the secret thing that the fans won't ever tell you is that there are moments of Rocky Four that make it kind of bad. <laughs> and one of them is, is uh, Pauly's robot. Uh, he's got a robot in his oh, yeah. and it's kind of just a stupid joke. We like, all just kind of laugh about it, but none of us really want to see the robot, but it just is there. Yeah. Like, how how is this movie so futuristic? Like, what is going I, on, right? Yeah, it's very strange. Anyways, apparently Sylvester Stallone has cut out the robot, so it's not oh. there. <laughs> oh, interesting. And uh, there's been some added scenes, apparently, that weren't in the original cut. Um, it's a little bit longer, and okay. uh, it's just his own new cut of Rocky Four, the way that he sees it, a little bit better. 
So cool. I'm I'm excited for this. I think it's coming out in November. If he gave a date, I'm not sure. Um, but he's been tweeting that he's been on like they're editing the film recently. So I'm I'm really excited to see this. So any Rocky fans will love to see this new version of it. Okay, cool. I've never actually watched director's cut, so I'd be interested I've only to seen, see like, Riddick's director's cut once. Oh, and Troy had a director's cut as well. Were they like? far different from the originals sometimes they're entirely different sometimes they're really similar like mm. riddick's was cut a little bit differently in some of the action scenes and it had different music but nothing oh. that crazy oh gladiator okay. i saw the director's cut to that as well oh and okay. that had more scenes in it it's like an extended cut almost ah cool okay maybe i should try to look into that one day yeah um anyway so while we're talking about uh big buff burly guys uh <laughs> so uh, i don't know if you if you saw this one but uh, the rock so he was um uh so right now he's filming for black adam Oh, yeah. And so he was about to leave his home, but I think the battery in his gate, like he's got an automatic gate that opens and closes for to get his car out. Yeah. Um, so for whatever reason, it wasn't opening, whether there was like a, like a fault in the wiring or battery died or, or whatever. Gate wouldn't open. So he, uh, I think he called his, um, he called whatever like crew that he would need to come and like get it open. But I think it would have taken him too long and people were already waiting on set for him to get there to film. So right. he grabbed the gate he pushed and pulled and ripped it off no way himself and chucked it on the lawn and and left to go film and uh so i think his uh i think can't remember the article let me just quickly see what it says but eventually he's his own gate you also dwayne the rock johnson oh wait let me get rid of these ads uh rips down his own security gate with bare hands um and then i think it says that uh whatever crew that came to um to like fix it or like put it back they were kind of like they're obviously surprised but also like terrified that there's this person can just like do this <laughs> oh my gosh that's so, so yeah can he's, you smell he's... <laughs> what the rock is cooking so yeah he's he's those muscles are not just for show they are fully functional so that's don't get on his bad side um, I think that that's also just... that's dedication to get to work. Can't get out of the gate, no problem. Break down the gate. I think yeah, he takes his acting career very seriously. Yeah. So yeah, that's uh, that's kind of cool. Um, cool. Let's see. I have a couple other things I want to mention before we move on to yours because I feel like yours will. Micros. Yeah, because yours might kind of relate to like what. Uh, yeah, the, we're still the, in movies. TV show. Yeah. So um, there's a little update for the black panther because you know that now that chadwick boseman has passed away uh black yep. panther 2 i think is still slated to be as part of the mcu that um they have found a replacement and that oh. is letitia wright so who acts as shuri um that's black panther's sister in the movie younger sister she's the the, the tech person yeah um so people are speculating that she'll take uh, on the mantle well, they're they're speculating about the specific story arc that there's a there's a Black Panther arc where Shuri, I guess she's already kind of taken up some form of Black Panther mantle, and she's on some sort of search to to find Black Panther because uh, I guess Black Panther is missing or whatever, um, and then she ends up finding his lifeless body, so that's why people are kind of speculating like this might be a way to kind of include that arc because if she's gonna be the one that's um, replacing Chadwick Boseman, um, that uh, this might be kind of more of like an appropriate way to write Chadwick, Bo- Ch- Chadwick Boseman's portrayal out. Right. Um, and, that makes sense. And put Letitia's in. So I I like this move, um, not just because there potentially could be an arc that is appropriate, but also because 
I, um, you know, I think we mentioned this before that, you know, finding anybody to replace somebody like Chadwick Boseman, or just finding finding any actor replace to replace like um, uh, like a main character for a movie, it's going to be very jarring for the movie itself. Like with yeah. some, something like how uh, Don Cheadle replaced Terrence Howard. Yeah, that was already jarring enough. It, it was jarring enough, and he wasn't even the main character, right? So, exactly. Yeah. Um, so I think with this, yeah, I think that's a good move. I like how they kind of basically went like internal. Like how how can we make this work without? Um, looking like we're just kind of moving on from Chadwick. This and I can also like... see it now where they have a really nice homage to his death with like a CGI body that they've got going and mm-hmm. like her seeing him and like this way they'll be able to kind of present it the way they want to present it. Yeah. Um, so I agree with that and I don't think it's like as much as I like really didn't I don't remember liking Shuri's character all that much and uh, I did always wonder if she was going to be put into being the Black Panther at some point you, mm. you kind of wonder a lot of the superheroes almost had a female counterpart that they were thinking may take on the mantle at some point yeah um, and she was definitely seeming like she was going to at that point too so I'm not really all that upset by it because yeah it almost seems that that could have happened I do kind of wish there was almost an alternate universe where uh, Michael B. Jordan could have been a character that uh, mm. took up the mantle. I think that would have been interesting because I liked his character. Um, yeah. But but still, it doesn't really matter too much. I, I don't think I'll actually end up seeing the next Black Panther when it comes out anyways because I think I'm kind of dumb with the newer Marvel stuff. But we'll <laughs> see when we get there. I, I, I think the 22 films or whatever is enough for me. So the only one <laughs> I'll probably continue on with is probably Spider-Man because I've got an invested interest in Spider-Man. So. Mm. Okay, that's fair. Um, so I'm just going to mention a couple things quickly. Uh, so the next one is, uh, have you seen that there's an Animaniacs reboot? The Animaniacs? No, I haven't. So, uh, they have a teaser out right now and it kind of oh, wow. has like clips of, uh, like the original Animaniacs with, I think kind Ooh. of like half, half finished sketches of the current, of the upcoming one. And they brought back all of the original voice actors. No way. So I think that's oh really gosh. cool. Like, I think, I feel that's like that's, insane. that's really I was gonna say that's really important. It's maybe it's not necessarily important for everybody, but I find like that's, I think that's a great way to do a reboot. Like because in that way, um, you're you're getting the people who already have kind of a, they've got a connection with the characters, so they know how to portray them. Yeah. So you don't have to worry about this being like a completely different like a different version of a reboot that is meant for today's today's kids. Yeah. As opposed to being able to bring on the previous kids that watched it who are now adults yep. that might that might still be interested because that um they're able to kind of carry forth with that with their nostalgic take on it so right. yeah so that'll be interesting i can't remember when that's going to be coming maybe 2021 or something but yeah there's a teaser out now yeah i just scrubbed through the teaser there that looks really really cool God, mm-hmm. i love hearing their voices too very unique <laughs> very unique uh and then i think that also means that they're going to be bringing back pinky of the brain it oh, seems like anyway. i love pinky of the brain <laughs> Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, and then uh, last thing, last thing, a bit of my news before uh, I let you take over. But um, Will Smith has listed the Bel Air mansion on Airbnb, so <laughs> you can now. Well, I tried just looking up dates that's available. I couldn't find anything. How does but... Will Smith make his way into every one of our episodes? Somehow he's always there. It's uh... <laughs> used to be friends. Now it's Will Smith. Eventually, it's just... see, it's everything's trend. It's trend yeah, related. Yeah, for sure. So uh, yeah, I don't know how much it is, but it's probably like several thousand a night. Um, but it looks like based on the the parameters, you can only book like a two person stay. So I think oh, because weird. they they don't want you to like have a party and trash the whole place. I guess uh, I don't, that I don't know. Sense, yeah. That's my guess. But yeah, so it's a huge mansion ever... for two people. 
Yeah, I think so. He he kind of like curated the post, so it says like, uh, "Oh, this is my room where I would do blah blah blah," and um, here's the bathroom where I would do like fly swimming. Uh, here's the the living room where I would do some some sweet TV watching. I don't know, like stuff like that. So I think it's just meant hmm. to be like as if you're kind of in the eyes of him. You're not necessarily using the whole house. I don't really oh, know. But weird. Okay. Maybe maybe you are. I don't know. Hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. That might spawn off a whole new thing of like sets being rented out to fans. Oh, that's you know, a good point. Here's the Millennium Falcon for the weekend for two thousand dollars. Ooh, yeah. Here's the Overlook <laughs> Hotel from The Shining. Oh yeah, imagine <laughs> that. That's actually yeah. That, that spawns off a really cool, unique thing. I wonder if that would ever happen. Speaking of, I just finished reading the book. Oh, nice. Good. The for Shining. You. So I you didn't. You got it out of the freezer. And uh, yeah, yeah, I did. So I'm looking forward to watching the movie finally. Nice. Yeah. Good. Oh, man, I kind of want to watch it as well, just knowing that you're about to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, on to, uh, I'll let you take over the news. Okay. Um, so, real quick here, I don't want to dwell too much time on Xbox, because, you know, we hate Xbox over here. Uh, <laughs> no love for Xbox. Um, first things first, let's get out of the way. Uh, Xbox has released its pricing for its next generation consoles. There is the Xbox Series S and the mm-hmm. Xbox Series X. Um, the Series S is the smaller one. It kind of looks like a speaker. Um, yeah. and, uh, it's going to be priced at two ninety nine, which is really crazy. That's a very cheap console price in the, in the days that we live in right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't believe that. So you can definitely get a jump start onto your next generation experience by only spending $300, which is very generous. Yeah, that is for, us pricing. That's us. So for Canadian yeah. pricing, it would be three seventy nine ninety nine, And this one is the 512 gigabyte version. Yes. Yeah. Um, now there is actually a hardware difference between the Xbox Series S and Series X. Oh, mm. and the Series X, by the way, is four ninety nine US dollars. Um, but there is a hardware difference between the two. Now they say all Series X games are going to work on Series S, but I do argue, as a developer, I argue <laughs> yeah. that it's going to be very constraining for uh, developers on um, first party Xbox games to have to make something that's also optimized for a smaller platform. I mean, you did mobile development mm-hmm. with me, but trying to optimize on on different phone screens was already one thing, right? Uh, yeah. Now just imagine a power difference. So your, your loading screens, you know, uh, how many objects are in the room at once, how many projectiles are firing, all these things have to be like calculated to how much power and processing power the, the console has. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it's a good idea to have your console split with two different power levels. Now, it's mostly in the graphics compartment, so maybe they're just going to scale it down graphics-wise. Um, so for anybody out there, the CPU is, is similar in the Series S and Series X, but the GPU is where all the difference is. So uh, the yeah, GPU okay. is um, way more in the Series X. Mm-hmm. And actually, the GPU is why the Series S looks like a speaker as well, is because it, it overheats so much. So the speaker is to make sure that the heating ventilation gets out of it. And uh, same uh... with the Series yeah, and same with the Series X as well. It's got so much GPU inside that thing. Uh, I can't remember off the top of my head what it actually is inside there, but it's very, very powerful. But it overheats like crazy. So the Series X is built specifically. It looks like a giant fridge. Um, yeah. It's, it's built specifically to then distribute the heat better so it doesn't overheat as a console. Uh, it, it's, it's funny how this year it just seems like everybody just kind of threw typical console shapes out the window. Oh, just I know. Like, hey, let's it's, just, yeah. you know, let's just make sure that the parts work and just build a thing around it. It's so funny looking. But at the same time, like, I don't disparage it. My favorite console shape is the PlayStation 2. It was just a rectangle. It really was no more than a rectangle. And I loved it. It was very nice. It was easy to carry. I just, I, I loved it. It was great. It's kind of like a, a rectangle on top of a smaller rectangle. Yeah, At least, well, I, I guess there were two different versions of the PS2, but the one true, that I had was, You're right. Yeah. It, it was on a smaller one. Yeah. So it, but it was still, it was pretty blocky. 
Um, mm-hmm. And the PlayStation 3 was bizarre compared to the PS2. Um, and uh, <laughs> so I don't like these yeah. consoles going into weird shapes like this. I, I do just like the regular rectangle boxes. Mm-hmm. But So it is kind of nice to see the Series X just become a nice little like Wi-Fi looking box. Um, or a router. Like my router actually looks quite similar to this thing. But then speaking of routers, the PlayStation design actually looks like a re- like the crazy antenna Wi-Fi boxes that you get these days. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But anyway, so that's on the Xbox news. And more on Xbox news before I get into PlayStation here. Um, the Microsoft uh, family just recently bought Bethesda Studios. This actually just happened the other day. It was pretty crazy news. Wow. Um, there is a lot to pack into this. And a lot of information is not out yet. So all we know at Brass Tax is that Microsoft owns Bethesda. Now, there's a lot of people jumping ship already and saying that this means that all Bethesda games are not going to be on PlayStation, but there's a there's way more to it than that. The actual developers underneath the Bethesda um, category, which would be things like uh, Obsidian is one of them, um, id Software, who makes Doom, is another. Um, these, these companies, I still believe, are allowed to distribute their games the way they want to, and mm-hmm. Microsoft's going to just receive the money from this as well so yes i think doom 3 inevitably will be on playstation 5 as well as xbox uh x Mm. series x um and then microsoft just also gets the profits technically because it's their studio doing this wow um so i think that's how it's going and minecraft is a pretty good example of that how minecraft is still pretty much on everything and microsoft Mm -hmm. owns it so wait so does that mean like like okay so even if uh minecraft is like if you were to get it on pc Yep. So Microsoft is still... Actually, wait, no, that makes sense. Yeah, PC. Uh, where would it not make sense? Micro, oh, Minecraft on Switch. Nintendo Switch then. Yeah. Yeah. So Microsoft yes. is still getting some sort of cut from that. Yes. From the purchase I, mean, of I, I don't actually think when you buy your Switch version of it, Microsoft gets any money out of that. But I believe it's more the fact that the studio is still making money because... Sorry, like Mojang is still making money because you bought the Switch version. So therefore, Microsoft is still making money off of Mojang. You know, mm, I so see. like it's 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 still in the working. So like good for them for buying Bethesda. It's a huge move here, and it's gonna be really good for them uh, to make some exclusives on their console that I think some Sony fanboys are really gonna want. <laughs> I don't think though this means the next Elder Scrolls, for example, will only be on Xbox One mm-hmm. or sorry Xbox Series X. Yeah. Um, because I have a feeling Bethesda is really going to want to be able to put it on as many consoles as possible to sell as many as possible. Yeah. And Microsoft's probably not going to stand in the way of profits either. Mm-hmm. But um, it's all speculation at this point, so we don't know. What I do hope for, though, is that Doom and Halo have some kind of some kind of like fun crossover. Um, Halo, Halo is a space combat game that really derived from the Doom Marine. So the Doom Marine is the original Master Chief by all means. And uh, it's interesting to see how similar they look. And it would be interesting to kind of integrate them in funny ways. No, Mm -hmm. I don't want to see like a crossover game. But I think Doom does a lot where it crosses other games into it as jokes. Where you'll see like Commander Keen in a cave who's like hung up and dead. But his blaster is still there and you can see it. Or uh, they got the dope fish from the Commander Keen series as well. Just has this funny fish you can find as like an Easter egg. I think it would be really funny to see like the Master Chief helmet somewhere in hell or something. Like it would just be really funny to see it on a shelf or something like that. So yeah. I would love that. That's kind of cool. I wouldn't mind seeing some sort of mod. So I didn't really play much of either one. Ooh, yeah. But with, uh, at least with Halo, like, um, I can picture, you know, you can get into those little Jeep thingies. The or Warthogs, those, yeah. Those, yeah, Warthogs. So I'm just picturing, like, maybe one of the mods would be, like, um, you know, what's that, like, floating eye thing in Doom? There's, like, a floating eye with Oh, the Caco Demon. Sure, that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I just, I'm just picturing, like, that just gets on the back of a Dune buggy. 
Oh, and, that and that's be just awesome. part of the plot, yes. I guess. I don't know. I would love that. Could, the could Ims be would be driving and Kakadu would be on the back <laughs> yeah. of the gun. Yeah. <laughs> um, and sorry, just to uh, just to re- recap just about the Xbox Series X. So, yeah, Canadian price is going to be $599. Um, and then it's going to launch November 10th. So that's actually coming yes. up pretty soon. So I wonder yes. if, like, with that date coming up, if uh, Microsoft and Bethesda, they're going to kind of want to finish parts of their acquisition before the full launch in case they want... It, there's some way that they can kind of like uh kind of jump on the launch but i feel like it's that, not a lot of time it does seem really reactionary although these things all happen behind closed doors and they usually take months before these kind of things happen so i do mm. think the timing is just kind of perfect for them yeah um but it's funny because yeah microsoft got its price revealed kind of by accident and then rolled with it and then sony took advantage of that and obviously i guess we should announce here that this is our topic uh, it's your topic but we're we're kind of just it's our melding. topic it's we're sony's just, topic really we're just melding into it and yeah it's the playstation 5 we want to talk about um so i apologize if this episode goes a little bit longer but we just want to talk about some of the ps5 things here there's two different versions for the playstation 5 as well we've got a discless version which it's really hard to say discless for me and not <laughs> accidentally say something else. Um, I mean, you so, could say the other word would be fine. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm going to try not to. Uh, <laughs> so there's the PlayStation 5 discless version and the PlayStation 5 console itself. Do you remember what you guessed those prices were going to be? Uh, what did I say? I think I said the digital, digital version would be $399 and then the uh, hard the disc version would be $499. Right. I think. So you're actually correct. <laughs> in, in U.S. dollars, I'm correct. But <laughs> yeah, in U.S. dollars, you're correct. Not in Canadian, yeah. you're right. In, in um, Canadian, I'm way off. And that I was a, way off as well. Oh, I, guess, I guess $6.99. I thought it was going to be much more expensive. I said $6.99, and I also said it was going to be the same price for both SKUs. It was just going to mm-hmm. be different hard drive sizes. But I was mm-hmm. way off on that. Um, hard drive size, I actually believe, is the same in both of them at a terabyte. Or is it a terabyte and two terabytes, actually? Oh, I can't remember the... I, I believe, believe... Actually, I think it's a terabyte and two terabytes. Uh, okay. for the respectively for the for the console without the disc mm. tray um so yeah it's 399 and then 499 which again is a very competitive price i think it's actually really really smart um from all accounts the playstation 5 uh both versions are the same console on the inside yeah so you're not worrying about specs as much and you can get in on the ground floor at 399 only a hundred dollars more uh, us at least for the xbox mm-hmm. series s which I have a feeling is going to suffer in the long run. So I really think this is very competitive pricing here, and I do think it's going to get a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So, I'm uh, very, uh, I, I'm already, I'm already concerned about like the stuff that's going to be available in the next like coming years for the PlayStation. And uh, but I yeah. guess we'll see what happens. So the PS5 showcase uh, that we're going to be referencing this yep. took place sometime was it last week? Maybe Wednesday the sixteenth or. Or something I can't remember. Sometime last yeah, it was, so it was week, last week, yeah. So a week ago, um, and then pre-orders already went up on uh, Saturday, I think, on the nineteenth, mm-hmm. um, for the PS Five. And so retailers, at least in Canada, there was uh, Amazon, Walmart, EB Games, uh, Best Buy, and uh, and Shoppers Drug Mart. Oh, and London Drugs. So six retailers, and all of them sold out within minutes. I think I've read that some of them, like within fifteen minutes, were gone. Uh, the Shoppers Drug Mart website was down for like three hours, and by the time it was back up, then everything was sold out. Wow. Uh, and then Sony actually tweeted shortly afterwards that um, kind of just acknowledging, like, okay, yeah, that was a bit of a gong show, um, but we're going to get some more pre-orders uh, coming your way for the next, like, coming, like, foreseeable future, basically. Mm-hmm. So 
Uh, yeah, they said to look out for other news or emails coming from the retailers, but <clears throat> I don't know. If that's any indication of the popularity of PlayStation and how much it's going to, like, the sales that are going to go for it, like, yeah, I mean, it's pretty crazy. So yes. if you're if you're intending to get one, I recommend really trying to get a, uh, a pre-order because otherwise there's a very slim chance you'll be able to buy it in store, like, as a walk-in. Well, you yeah, can go but... to Costco, but there will probably be lineups for it. We actually didn't mention it either yet, but the um, it's a very competitive release date as well. It's a week after the Xbox One or Xbox mm. Series X. I keep doing that. Xbox ah. Series X. Um, so you can either buy the Xbox Series S or X or wait one week and get the PlayStation 5. So yeah. that's unfortunately going to be a big thing for a lot of people. They're going to go, do I stand in line for this or do I just wait for the PS5? And oh, actually, you know what? No, it's uh, it's two days after because the Xbox is coming oh, out sorry, on I November... It was on the... I see. Sorry, you go ahead. You go ahead. I, you, I think you might be right. Actually, I think I got this wrong. Yeah. So November tenth is what I've see, I'm seeing for the Xbox release. Yes, you're right. It's on a Thursday. Yes. And it's, then it's November, a Thursday, which is really unheard of for Sony. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. It's an odd day. And then November twelfth is uh, uh, when it'll be available to North oh, America and like select countries. And then November nineteenth so for the rest of the world. So that is very interesting. And I wonder oh, if yeah. like if they had decided that date after they realize at some point when uh when the sony like maybe they kind of had leaked information when the sony would be releasing the playstation because i can't imagine that they would purposely want to release on a thursday of all days like you couldn't do even if we didn't have covid like you couldn't do a midnight launch on a thursday like nobody it's weird that's kind of very odd so uh they must have done that thinking like oh let's try to get some sales out before the ps5 rolls out or something oh my gosh you know what this means though if there are people lining up early like really early yeah um there may be people lining up now, I, don't, I don't even know if people do that anymore man i, I feel like that's such an old thing i think like, people still like, line up yeah okay, like but you remember the ps3 like the lineups were huge mm-hmm. and it'd be like three day or week-long lineups um anyways if the people are lining up for the playstation 5 they may be overlapping the xbox series x sales you know like people will be lined up for the playstation 5 while people are walking in to buy an xbox one s or xbox series s oh yeah okay <laughs> um but that that's just like that sends a message almost in a weird way you've got this huge lineup for playstation while people are trying to go and buy their next gen console right and then they're like well what is this lineup for oh it's for the next gen console like it's mm. it's almost like a, a bit of like a slap in the face that's pretty crazy it's uh what's that called uh like it's a like community advertising or something i can't remember what community yeah marketing. in a way yeah you're right for sure yeah he's got all these people wa- uh, waiting there so yeah it's it's interesting. It's very interesting. I, I guess I should also say this. I won't be buying one right away, so I probably... I don't even know if I'm going to be buying one. I, I don't really have much of a use for a PlayStation 5 at this moment. Um, but let's get into the real reason why people do buy them. Let's get into the games. Sure. Let's <clears throat> do it. So, I mean, basically what we'll be talking about in this episode is the uh, what was kind of revealed in the latest showcase. So this isn't mm. the first one. They had one maybe a month ago or so, which... You can see that in our old episode as well. And I've noticed a few people have been watching it, so I think they've been watching it thinking that was the reveal one. But that was that was more like, sorry, that was the reveal, but not the price reveal. So mm-hmm. yeah, so this revealed a little bit more. It also revealed uh, some gameplay, um, some other games that weren't revealed before, and uh, I guess that's pretty much it. Also, um, uh, reveal for what will be available for the PlayStation Plus collection. Yes, uh, which is kind of cool. That's an interesting part. Yeah, so um, I guess if we start off right from the top, um, the first one, the first thing that they showed in the showcase was uh, the reveal for. Final Fantasy 16. Yeah. Uh, so, to me, it looked really good. Um, I haven't too. been able to follow all of the franchise, but 
um, slowly kind of working my way through it. And so there was a little note for this one, PlayStation console exclusive, but then also available on PC. So right. that confuses me. I also believe bit. it's a timely exclusive. I don't know, but I, I feel yeah. like it's probably timely. Uh, I, there was another one that was timely exclusive as well, but I can't remember it. Um, but anyways, this one looks nice because it, it kind of goes away from the futuristic aesthetics. And it goes mm. more to like the medieval fantasy. Yeah, idea, medieval. Like the old yeah, exactly. It feels yeah. like Final Fantasy IX to me. It, it's kind of going back to that style. And I really like that. Mm-hmm. So it's getting out of this... It, it, honestly, it's kind of getting out of the Final Fantasy VII style, which is fine by me too. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, but I like that kind of medieval aspect to it too. Mm-hmm. I think when I... Um, I don't know. Something something about the, the characters and the gameplay in that setting to me, just something about it is more appealing when it's medieval. Me too. Me too. I don't really know why. Uh, maybe the futuristic stuff for me i feel like that's meant to be left for like other kinds of like characters or yeah or gameplay now don't get me wrong i like final fantasy 15 it's an it's a weird strange genre but it's good it's still good yeah but i'm excited though for something to go more into a lord of the rings-esque territory yeah um and then next up we had uh spider-man miles morales so we got some uh, gameplay for this one and a little bit more background on um the characters that are gonna be a part of it we kind of got spider-man last of us with that gameplay demo it was kind of like it looked so much like watching an uncharted game or a last of us game where they're just walking around the the bartering things or whatever the the little shops that were around there and they're walking as the dialogue and oh i see like it just every game is starting to kind of look the same on playstation no it's not not that much of a critique it's it's not like a bad thing i do like uncharted and last of us but um when i saw it i was like oh so this is that section where you walk around and the characters explain the story a little bit (laughs) then we get to the action sequence um yeah but i also gotta say i don't know what it is i'm not trying to be too harsh on this but the graphics they're not bad i'm definitely not saying graphics are bad but they don't Mm. look different than the spider-man game to me already the spider-man game looked incredible yeah so if this was uh, miles morales spider-man on ps5 which it was apparently Mm mm-hmm I think you need to do a little bit more than just say that. I think you need to show it. Because to me, it's not obvious. So mm. I feel like you need to show a side-by-side at some points and go, this is the game running on PS4, and this is the game running on PS5. I get a few moments. Um, and I think this is also an easy game to do that since it's also on PS4. Yeah. So I think they really could have shown an easy side-by-side for just for a few seconds to show people, this is ray tracing, this is 4K, this is the difference, you know? Ray tracing? <laughs> it has ray tracing. <laughs> but since they didn't show any of that, I don't know. I was watching it after a while, and I was like, what's the difference? Why Why would you need to buy a PS5 to play this game? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that, that's very true. Um, yeah, with these games, I mean, uh, yeah, a lot of the animation, like the CGI, or like the just the, like the gameplay, the mechanics of it look very similar to um for the to the first spider-man which was a good uh, game which was a great game yeah. yeah and this one uh so i can't remember who is the one that was talking but the one of the guys from insomniac games was saying that this one takes place a year after the previous okay. spider-man so i wonder what that's going to mean for um for the peter parker that existed in that like if this yeah. is going to be um in same universe or different universe uh but still takes place a year after like yeah, still, still things we haven't had revealed to us about that. At least not that I know of. Uh, but I'm, I'm looking forward to it either way. I think, um, you know, watching, watching his, uh, I think like you can kind of like get on top of like new, new combos and new gameplay only because like his, the way that his suit works looks like it's a bit different from the previous ones. Right. Um, it's almost like got, got this like Black Panther vibe where it like, it like kind of soaks in energy and is able oh, to yeah, like, yeah, ex- yeah. expand it sort of thing. 
for sure. I mean, you have all these other suit customi- uh, customizations from the previous one, but this one looks more, almost more like inherent as opposed to having to work your way towards it. Right. So, yeah. So we'll we'll see what uh, that has in store, and that is going to be coming holiday 2020. So yeah. shortly after the launch, I guess. Yeah, I mean, and I, it's going to be a console seller for sure. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Next one I've got written down was, uh, okay. So I didn't think I would ever be a fan of Harry Potter type games, (laughs) but Hogwarts Legacy, something about this just looks really cool. Yeah. And I I agree. I'm very, very interested to see more of this game and I would love to play it. (laughs) I've been asking for this game since like Harry Potter, um, Half-Blood Prince on PlayStation 3, which Mm -hmm. I thought was a good game. And I know it was getting to a point where these Harry Potter games would just be made every single year and people were kind of like sick of them. But mm-hmm. I still loved the Harry Potter games. I played them all. I just really had a lot of fun with them. And then yeah. the Harry Potter, the last one there, uh, Deathly Hallows, the video game, part one, part two. Yeah. I did not like it. It was weird. They changed the formula up. And obviously the castle's not there, so it's just not as fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one here, this Harry Potter Legacy, I don't know what genre of game this is. And that's my only critique here. Is okay. This could be... I haven't looked into it more, so I don't know if they've said anything, but based on the trailer alone, this could be a multiplayer MMO, yeah. or this could be a single-player-only experience, or it could be like a... I don't know. It could be many different things. You might not play as one character. You might play as multiple characters. I have no idea. What I want it to be is just like the old Harry Potter games, and if it is that, then I'm very excited for it, and honestly, after talking to my fiance, she actually was the one who said that we might buy this. And I was like, well, maybe we will. So like, you're, you're just going to buy the game, but you're not going to buy the PS5? Well, the, it might have, <laughs> I might have to buy the PS5 if uh, if this game is actually what it is in my head. Mm-hmm. But I have no idea, because unfortunately the trailer doesn't tell you any of that. Yeah. Um, but the thing that gets me the most in this trailer, and I'm sure it was for you as well, is the music. That mm. The music in this trailer, I don't even care what happens to this game. I'm so <laughs> glad the music exists, and I'm going to yeah. listen to it on YouTube like crazy. Because it was the Harry Potter theme mixed with like medieval battle sounds and stuff. Yeah. It was so cool. Like, yeah. I've never yeah. heard it better than it was. It was Lord of the Rings meets Harry Potter, and I was just so happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. And uh, and as much as I do like watching, like following the Harry Potter franchise, I like the fact that this one doesn't follow characters that we already know. Yeah, it um, almost can't. Like it's yeah. before Voldemort, so eighteen hundred. So the only thing that they could really try to tie it into is Salazar Sly- Slytherin. Mm-hmm. Um, but even at that, there's not much they can do. I think so. Yeah, which is great. So I I think because of that kind of like anonymity aspect, mm. um, just there's just more kind of like surprises waiting. I feel it that way. So I'm kind of intrigued to play this one a bit more. So yeah, and Me that's too. gonna be coming 2021. So a little bit more of a wait for that one, but hopefully worth the wait. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, I can wait. We... Just make a good game. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. Yeah, if it, if they can make it something good, then it's it's totally worth the wait, right? For sure. So yeah. Uh, next one I've got. Oh, hold is... on. There's a, the oh. uh, Miramoto quote is uh, nobody remembers a game that got delayed and ended up being good, but everybody remembers a bad game. Oh right. <laughs> yeah. Ah, interesting. Yeah, I feel like I don't. I don't remember. Nobody's any... mad about. I should say nobody's mad about a game that got delayed and ended up being good. Yeah, when, uh, but I everybody think hates a bad game. I'm pretty sure Final Fantasy 15 was delayed, but like, oh yeah, so many times, and then it's still sold yeah. like like insane. So yeah, Cyberpunk sure. 277 has uh, also been delayed a couple times now, and but but then it there seems was... like there's still so much hype around it. Like people are just 
they're gonna wait because they want to but then there was die katana and duke nukem and all these other games they just kept getting pushed and pushed and pushed and eventually they just flopped so yeah uh so let's see um i'm gonna i'm not gonna go through every kind of every single game here but i'll just mention maybe some that were i don't um, think i saw all the trailers anyway so okay okay. um well there was call of duty black ops cold war which oh yeah uh, i did not see that okay so the campaign like they just showed some uh some clips for the campaign which look kind of cool I heard it's Raven, actually, that did the single-player campaign. It's Raven Software. Yeah, Yeah, and that's really awesome. I'm so happy for them to actually get the single-player campaign out there because they haven't been able to work on a single-player campaign for a long time in the Call of Duty franchise. So So what is Raven Software known for, though? Uh, They did the one... uh, They've worked on Call of Duty before in the past, but they haven't been able to make their storyline because I believe they had to do the multiplayer for the last little while here for Activision. So they keep working on the multiplayer and not getting to make storyline games. But I I don't remember what the last one was for their storyline, but uh, I know they're good for storyline. And uh, yeah, it was a shame that they weren't able to work on it, but now they get to again, so. Okay. Uh, So yeah, I don't normally follow that franchise either, but looks like a shooter. Looks like a decently made shooter. So yeah, (laughs) holiday 2020 for that one. I Uh, sure like it. I like shooters, but I'm just not into Call of Duty anymore. I just kind of fell out of it. hmm. I bet you if I played the campaign, though, I'd probably enjoy it. Yeah, I think you kind of have to get into it before you realize like yeah. how much you kind of miss playing it, right? For sure. Uh, Resident Evil 8 Village. Oh, I heard this is really good looking, but I didn't see the trailer. I it heard it's a lot really... like Resident Evil 4. Uh, I'm not sure about that because I didn't follow this franchise, but the okay. trailer stuff just looked looked pretty creepy. Looked yeah. good. Uh, that one's coming 2021, so I can't nice. really say too much about that because I just, yeah, I was never really into that franchise. Okay. I think I was just never really into, like, horror video games. Oh, you're missing out, man. There's yeah. so many good ones. I'm sure there are, but, like, I'm just more into, like, rather than, like, kind of waiting and going through, like, suspenseful stuff, I, I just like that kind of go, 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 go stuff. So, like, that's true. You know, like, I play, like, Counter-Strike. I can definitely respect that. Yeah. It's just, that's just my my style or my, my genre. Um, they showed a little bit more of uh, Deathloop. Uh, oh, I not, saw that trailer. Yeah. Yeah, not too much more than what we already know. Um, but it also makes me kind of confused because, like, it's almost like they spoiled a lot of the game. I felt like that too, but I, I actually, the, the trailer kind of turned me off. It made me really like the art style, mm-hmm. and it made me really like the concept of, like, an island where you're going around and, like, you've got one day to do all these things. It felt kind of like Hitman or something. It was very, mm-hmm. like, an assassin kind of game. Yeah. But the gameplay really turned me off and i know this sounds weird but just watching the way he was killing people and the way he mm-hmm. was running it felt so uh not fluid the exact it was like janky yeah, yeah, yeah. it was like That's it was right. really jerky i guess you know and, and i i was really turned off by it. it felt like playing something like fallout and less like playing something like doom and after playing a lot of doom you know this it's a great first person shooter and it puts a lot to the test i guess and uh, mm-hmm. this this game just really felt like it was failing at that which is a shame because the art style is so great and the concept is pretty cool. The concept was really cool. Yeah. But I don't no, think I, I'm, I honestly think I'm turned off now. I don't think I'll even check it out unless I, it I, turns out to be like amazing, but yeah. Right. Well, we won't know until it comes out, but I know what you mean that because watching that, um, he goes through a couple different motions of like, uh, like going down a hill, taking out one person yeah. and then like, uh, having to like teleport to somewhere like on top of a bridge or something. And it's, it's almost like he's going, Okay. Let me turn around my belt, and now I got my guns. Okay, let me turn my belt around back, and now I've got all my like extra abilities or something yeah. like that. It's just kind of like it's so back and forth. It doesn't feel like it's all in one fluid kind of uh, yeah mechanic. So yeah. yeah, I definitely know what you mean. Uh, before yeah. we actually go too far ahead, I also just want to make yeah. a brief note here because a lot of people are are mad about this. Um, 
it's making waves on Twitter, and I guess we just don't know the, the answer yet at this moment. And they'll, they'll probably answer this before this episode even goes up, but we'll, we'll say it now. Um, the PlayStation 5 exclusives seem to also be PS4 exclusives for certain titles, as we mentioned with Miles Morales. Mm. And they also mentioned Horizon, strangely enough, um, is going to be... The, the, the Horizon sequel is also going to be on PS4, which seemed really weird to me because it seemed like it was going to be a PlayStation 5 exclusive, like mm. the console buyer, you know? But mm-hmm. if it's also on PS4 then that game's not even coming out until, like, next year, which means that... I mean, it, it's normal that Sony's going to keep games pumping out for their older console. They've been doing this since PS2 as well. Mm-hmm. But it's just strange to me that, like, the last PS4 game might be Horizon 2, which I thought was... I was under the impression that was going to be a PS5 exclusive. And it, it makes me wonder what else is going to be a PS4 game as well. Mm. And what is, what, like, what is only on PS5, I guess. And yeah. I don't know, it's, it, it does create this thing. So I just wanted to mention that, I just want to get it out there that we, we mentioned that now. Um, we don't know exactly which games are PS5 exclusive. I think it's pretty clear that Ratchet & Clank is. But other games, we're just not sure at this moment. And I don't know if it's going to be on both consoles or if it's only for the next one. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Time will tell, or Sony will tell. Eventually we will find out. But <laughs> yeah, uh, like we just have so much, so little information at this point that... yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see what else. So, Devil May Cry 5, special edition. Oh, I didn't see that. That's um, cool. <laughs> I thought that... I, I wrote this note. I called it uh, Devil May Cry 5, Keep Crying. I thought, <laughs> and I thought, like, oh, did they actually call it? But, like, no, that was just my own note. Oh. <laughs> uh, so, available digitally at launch. Uh, we had some... A uh, little bit more in-depth look at... Actually, not that much more in-depth, but more look at the Oddworld... Like the Abe's Odyssey kind of franchise oh, yeah. game, Oddworld Soulstorm. I have a lot of respect for Oddworld, but I don't like the games. <laughs> like that creator's been making those games forever, and I totally respect him for it. It's the same with like those Worms games. I respect that they're still going, <laughs> but I just don't play them. So, uh, you know, I used to love playing Worms as a kid. Uh, like my friends and I, we would get together at one of our friends' place, like before we walked to school in the morning. Right. So we'd uh, and it it would almost be like a race every day to see who would get there first to get it on the on the good computer <laughs> because my friend and his brother, like his brother um was pretty nerdy he set up like one of the rooms to be pretty much like a LAN room so oh, they had nice. they had several computers like set up there and so we would kind of like get in there and like take turns playing and yeah we'd always that's play awesome. worms oh i love that I love that would have been, been fun that's how you're supposed to play worms yeah uh what else five nights at freddy's security oh, yeah. breach yeah so this one i don't know what to think about it like there wasn't really gameplay and i don't know what kind of game it's going to be but it looks like you're in some sort of uh like a store like a retail store but you're stuck um and there's something in there that's trying to kill you i guess (laughs) like every five nights of freddy's game (laughs) oh is that it's already like a pre i've never heard of this franchise what yeah oh my gosh yeah it's huge man oh i guess if you don't play horror games then i guess it's not really well known sorry i guess that that makes sense but um it's a really popular franchise i think there's like seven games now in the series oh okay Um, it's made by one dude uh scott i believe um no (laughs) (laughs) um and there's so much lore to it now there's been a couple books and there's actually a movie deal that's been signed as well so that came after the game yeah yeah it was huge like years ago i guess but it was huge and it's still not that far off from being huge it's just that there hasn't been that many titles released but he was releasing them like every nine months or so so there was Hmm. like the first five games were done pretty quickly and uh they're just jump scare games you normally are just uh, some clerk behind a a till um 
at, at the Five Nights at or Fast Bear Freddy's kind of like restaurant, and you're watching a bunch of television screens, security okay. cameras, and yeah. the robots come to life, and they start running down the halls and stuff in these security cameras, and you have to make sure you watch them so that they don't get to you. And if they get to you, they jump scare at you, and that's the end. So it's it's like a jump scare game, like crazy, uh. and so people are trying not to jump scare. And then it got famous because YouTubers kept playing this game and doing jump scares mm. as they're doing it, and yada, yada, yada. Um, anyways, the PlayStation version, that's probably what it's going to be, is just those. Now, I can't tell if it's a remake of one of the older games or if it's a new game entirely, but mm. we'll find out more soon enough, I'm sure. So the premise of the games is to avoid getting jump scared? <laughs> Pretty much, yep. Yeah, you okay. lose when you get jump scared. Although there's some exceptions to the rule. There are certain animatronics that I believe you have to get jump scared from to continue on, I think. So, oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. Like part of the story. Yeah. Okay, so a couple more. Uh, so Fortnite will be available at lunch. Uh, <laughs> at lunch? At oh, lunch, wow. yeah. Yeah, it's almost time for lunch. <laughs> Grab your Fortnites. Grab your forts and your knives. I think I said that right. Okay. Uh, this one, I feel like maybe you'll be able to put um, uh, put some more opinions on this one, but uh, they had some gameplay for Demon Souls. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't have much of an opinion. I've played Demon Souls. I never beat it. I got frustrated with it. This is pre-Dark Souls and all that. Um, okay. It's interesting to see Demon Souls come out to PlayStation 5. We already talked about it a little bit on the reveal, but... Uh, yeah, I just I'm happy to see that it's there. I'm I'm happy for all the Dark Souls fans out there, or original OG Demon Souls fans, I guess that can play it again. It looks cool. Uh, I won't be playing, but <laughs> I'm happy for everyone. I'll be watching the speed runs when they come out. So, mm, okay, cool. Uh, let's see. Kind of still going in order. I'll, I'm gonna save this little bit for last, but uh, yeah. So they did mention the PlayStation Plus collection that will be available at yeah, launch. Yeah. It seems like there's a lot of a lot of games in there that you know what's oddly missing though. Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's just because like Spider Miles Morales is a good a big title, so it just it seems weird that the original Spider-Man isn't there. Um, other than that, this list is insane though. Like I yeah. love it. It's re- yeah. really, really, really well done. Yeah, we have God of War, Bloodborne, Monster Hunter World, FF15, Fallout 4, Mortal Kombat 10, Uncharted 4, Ratchet and Clank, uh, Days Gone, Until Dawn, Detroit Become Human, Battlefield 1, Infamous Second Son. Batman Arkham Knight, The Last Guardian, The Last of Us Remastered, Persona 5, Resident Evil 7, Biohazard. Like, that mm, sounds like mm. such a good lineup for anybody who oh. has PlayStation Plus. Like, yeah, it would take you a while 5. just to go through all those games. But yeah. Uncharted is what, like, all those. It's just, that's, that is the PlayStation 4 collection right there. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Which is why, yeah, it makes sense that Spider-Man is the one that's missing. But I think, like, these games, if you haven't already played them, these are going to keep you busy for quite a while. Yeah. Um, no, and... that, that, that is such a good list, though. Like, you buy that, and you are experiencing the, most of the best of PlayStation 4. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally agree. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah, so we got the release dates. Anyway, so just, uh, just to kind of wrap this up, the very last thing um, that they teased before the end of uh, the showcase was uh, a little bit of some narration. We didn't really see any kind of gameplay or cinematics or anything we kind of just see this little like omega kind of looking symbol oh yeah and uh yeah we got this ragnarok is coming 2021 from santa monica studios so uh i had to read up into this but it looks like ragnarok is gonna be a god of war game yeah so the the last god of war game on playstation 4 was norse mythology um to anybody who doesn't know that it used to be greek mythology in the god of war series and i actually Mm. never played the new god of war so i don't know why it changed to uh norse but it's in Norse now. And 
yeah, I, so I guess I guess they're bringing up the next part of Norse, which is kind of the end of days, as we know, uh, Ragnarok. Uh, mm-hmm. We know this because of our MCU stuff. But, yep. uh, yeah, so Ragnarok is the end of days in the Norse mythology, and so I guess I guess Kratos is going to uh, Ragnarok. Yeah. So, I, I mean, it seems like people are pretty excited for that, I guess. I uh, would be. That would be... Honestly, that means... I don't know if Loki is in um, the God of War game on playstation 4 i wish i played it i just i never got around to it um but if loki is in it then sorry if he's not in it i mean then he'll have to be in ragnarok and like we're also going to get like the midgard serpent we're going to get like uh uh norman gunder we're going to get uh the um what's the fenrir's wolf we're going to get all those things like it's it's gonna be crazy it's gonna be really fun if all that happens and i'm sure kratos is gonna have to fight and destroy all of it so every every single thing you're pretty much going to be thor in the next ragnarok i would assume if they're going with the actual norse mythology yeah so all right that sounds kind of cool yeah um i'd be into it i also didn't play the god of war games but i've heard a lot of great things about them when um, I say that in a group of people, they all get really mad at me, and it, it makes me add another month to when I'll play God of War next. <laughs> <laughs> uh, honestly, it's just all part of like my backlog, which I mm-hmm. like. In my mind, I will get through them, but reality <laughs> is that I will never get through every single me game too. that I want to play. I've got the list, and then Doom Eternal DLCs on the way, and I'm like, well, I'll just play this. <laughs> when, when is that coming? Uh, I think it's a, October. I don't know. Oh, it's that, October yeah, something. Like it's probably so. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. Tr- I'm trying not to think about it too much, but I know it's October. <laughs> okay. So yeah, fairly soon. Um, anyway, so that was pretty much it for the showcase. Uh, it was a pretty short. One. It was like 45 minutes. Yeah, I mean, uh, it was mostly yeah. a price reveal, but they happened to show some of the cool stuff with their games as well, which is nice. Yeah, I think that way they could just kind of justify actually putting together, like getting viewers on for 45 minutes just yeah. to kind of find out that the what the price is. Uh, they probably could have done the price reveal and been fine, but I mean, man, they rocked it by showing that many games. Uh, the yeah. amount of times I saw people making fun of Xbox on Twitter, um, it was nuts. Like, I was like, whoa, <laughs> I, I didn't think there was, like, a console wars thing still going on. I thought everybody was pretty respectful these days, but I was like, whoa, like, Xbox nah. is hating on PlayStation, and PlayStation is hating on Xbox again. Like, <laughs> No, I think that's, that's going to be it for everything. Like, I iPhone it's and like Android your users, fan favorite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, I think that's something, like, okay, I haven't really, I haven't been following Xbox promos at all, but... You know, we did talk about how before Sony was a part of uh, doing the E3, and then we used to go. We used to be able to watch the E3 reveal in uh, in cinemas and right. like go to the theaters to actually watch them. Yep. And then um, during the most recent one that was uh, actually like available, like the one that they actually did, um, Sony wasn't a part of it. And um, and I kind of think, well, it's because yeah, Sony is able to do this. They're able to capture their audience. They're able to keep them kind of hooked on as uh, as things are moving forward with other companies right like so yeah. um yeah we had a showcase um we had another showcase and we're only we're what like a month and a half away or so from the actual launch and who knows there's probably going to be like another showcase and it's really just sony is trying to keep that hype going so that's that true they're, yeah. they're they're pulling in they're keeping the they're keeping their customers in and just kind of like keeping their palate moist, right? Like that's. It's I feel like they're just doing they're, a good job. The breadcrumbing, like the news to us, but mm-hmm. the breadcrumbs are such big things. So it's really well they're, done. They're marketing. like croutons. Yeah, you're right. Yes. It's like no, it's like loaves of bread. <laughs> just giant loaves of breads on the sidewalk, and everybody's just like, "Hey, where's this loaf coming from? I'm gonna, I'm gonna follow it." And get the other loaves. 
but it's that it's really doing well. Like the marketing is is crazy. The people are very excited to buy. Obviously, it's saying that with the stock. So good yeah. on them. They're doing well. Um, but hey, we'll see what happens when it all comes out. Um, yeah, yeah. Sales will tell. I still I don't really know the launch lineup yet. Uh, I don't know if that's been revealed. Um, but I, I know some of these games we had for launch, but I don't know like all the launch titles yet. But I don't know if it's good enough for a lot of people to buy the console uh, unless they really want it to buy just for Miles Morales. But I can't see that. I can't see people buying a new console just for that. But I guess it is more you're buying the console to have it for the future, right? Well, exactly. Yeah, you're you're buying it as an investment, right? It's yeah. not like they come up with a new console every year. So and it does it does play the PlayStation Four games. You're not you're not losing anything by buying it actually. So it's not the same as like PS3 to PS4. So that mm -hmm. that is. Yeah, I just beat my own argument there. <laughs> well, good job. Yeah, you did. Um, Ethos, that's all I got. Is that all you got? That's all I got. That's all I got. Wow, that's well, all that's... PS Five has got for now. There we go. Well, good yeah. for them. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm excited. I'm, I'm I'm excited to see what happens for the rest of the year. Um, we got an election coming up. We've got a console <laughs> releasing soon. We've got freaking uh, Mike Tyson coming back into the ring. <laughs> oh yeah. We've got a Doom Eternal DLC coming out. There's a lot to be excited about. Mandalorian There's a lot season two. Going on. Like, yeah. This is Actually, a big, I'll... big end of the year. Big end to a I'm... big year. I'll just mention one more thing about the PS5. So there were, I think there have been images of like how big it's supposed to be, and it's like a behemoth. So the PS5 console itself is just ginormous. Oh. Yeah. Well, it's got to be heat distribution. Like we were saying with the Xbox Series X, it was so concerned about it. And I was like, I don't know if PlayStation was all that concerned about it. I, maybe they were. The console shaped very strangely. But maybe that's all for heat distribution. I'm not sure. I guess that's true. It's got, I know nothing about like thermo, thermodynamics when it comes to a console. but yeah, It's almost got the same kind of GPU in it that the Xbox Series X has. It's just a little tiny bit worse, I think. But it's still mm. quite good. But it's going to heat up like crazy. So I hope that they're paying attention to the heat on that thing. Yeah, I hope so too. <laughs> um, but yeah, so if you do invest in one, hopefully you have some space on your on your TV stand or your <laughs> floor, I guess. Yeah. Don't put on a carpet floor. <laughs> no, no, don't do that. Uh, anyway, are you gonna yeah, stand yours up vertically, or are you gonna put it horizontal? Um, I'll probably hang it. Hang it from a wire. Yeah, I feel like that that that'll help with the heat distribution. Every now and then you'll just nudge it; it'll swing a little bit. Yeah, I'll put some chimes on it so every time like the the wind blows, I'm like, oh, that's my PS5. Uh, yeah, no, I haven't really thought about it. Like, I don't think like with what I have here. Also, I don't intend to get it right away unless I can get some sort of really good deal, which is unlikely. Um, yep. But if I were to get it now, I would. I have no idea where I I didn't have a space to put it. I, I live in an apartment. Apartments are not <laughs> PS5 friendly in my I've opinion. I've got so. too many places to put it, but none of them have Ethernet cables in the wall. So <laughs> yeah, so you uh, where you don't you can't put it in the attic. You nope. can put it outside. Don't you have? Didn't you say you have some Ether ports running from outside or something? The uh, coax and that'll help with the heat. Coax, okay, but coax not Ethernet. So. Yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, put it in the shed. <laughs> as all things should be yeah exactly <laughs> yeah i'm sure you'll figure it out if you if you want it badly enough you will figure it out i don't but if that harry potter game pans out you know what i may be the guy who buys a playstation 5 just for harry potter we'll see cool. then right. again if it comes out on computer i guess i don't have to but but that's true but, are, uh, but my fiance gonna... really wants to play it though so yeah yeah and aren't you gonna want to want to want to play on those no uh the new dual sense controllers with the uh with the x zero square triangle grip 
I don't know. I'm it. I'm a fairly traditional guy, and the PlayStation Four controller is the best controller out of all consoles I've ever used in my life. Um, okay. So, I don't know if I want to mix it up. I don't know if I want to change that. PlayStation Four controller. My only critique is the battery life. Other than that, that it feels so comfy that I'm a little bit worried that the PlayStation Five one might not be as comfy. Hmm. You know what? Okay, I actually had a conversation with uh, with with a friend of mine about controllers, like console controllers, mm. um, and he gave me like a picture of like pretty much like every single one like ever created, oh, yeah. and asking me which one I thought was like the most comfy. And he 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 said that he always really enjoyed the N sixty four one. Um, yeah. I I always enjoyed it too. I really like the GameCube one. GameCube one was probably my favorite, um, but I had to give kind of like an honorable mention to the Dreamcast controller. Because oh. it's such an odd shape, but it's I so actually weird. it's very no, it looks very it looks like it's meant to be like a Game Boy. It has but like the a thing TV is like screen on it. Yeah, the little that's where you're supposed to put like your memory card and yeah, you know, other kind of yeah. stuff. But for some reason, maybe because my hands at the time were a lot smaller, it was right. oddly comfortable. Like I actually really enjoyed kind of wrapping my hands around it and playing with it, and it felt pretty solid. So, anyway, those are my. That's my take I, on controllers. <laughs> I like the N64 one as well. I'll agree with you on that. I don't like how the D-pad's on the left-hand side and no one ever holds it that way. Yeah. But it, it, it's almost like they mistakenly made a controller that still is comfy and works well, though, even yeah. when you hold it the way most people hold it, where your left hand is on the center one. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's because of that alone, it still feels wrong to me. Um, but the Super Nintendo controller is actually quite comfy for how weird it is because <laughs> it, it doesn't have handles. Yeah, but it's just it flat. Is, but you can actually hold that controller for long hours of play, and you're still fine. Because it's nice and light, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But still, true. again, PlayStation 4, though, I, I just think they nailed it. The weight, the, the, the way it bubbles out near the bottom of your hands, um, and then the the triggers on the side, and just the face, how it feels with the buttons, how the face buttons just slide with your fingers so well. It's oh, mm. I can feel it now, and I'm not even holding <laughs> one. Like, it's so nice. Uh, PlayStation yeah. fanboy. I am, yep. <laughs> yeah I, but i <laughs> nothing I mean, wrong with that though the playstation 3 controller though i hated and the xbox controller i actually like better than the playstation 3 controller playstation 3 controller it's was too a slippery the dual shock threes um, yeah it was like skinnier and longer right yeah it was slippery the the ends weren't as long so you couldn't hold onto oh. as much and um, okay and the triggers were not triggers they were just uh oh just like like rounded buttons uh actually no were they triggers God, now I'm not remembering. Oh, they, sorry, they were triggers, but they were taloned in, curved inwards. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It did right. not feel good when your finger hits it and slips off and goes like clunk and just like slips off of the button there. Right. Um, PlayStation Four talons outwards, so it, it like contours to your finger better. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know exactly what you mean. I'm yeah. just looking at it now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, PlayStation Three one it wasn't very good. Also, the analog sticks, the oil would always the residue would get off of them, so it felt like the oil just kind of spread all over the controller over time. So didn't like that either. Oh, I don't think I've ever encountered that. I had it on, like, three or four of my controllers. Was that from, like, when you're, like, eating chips and then you then you grab the controller no, kind of thing? No, was, it wasn't my oil. <laughs> okay, okay. All right. Okay, um, well... All right, uh, on, on the on topic of my oil, let's uh, finish it there. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Uh, Anthos, where can the audience find you? Well, if you want to find me, you can find me on Twitter at Anthos1. That's at A-N-T-H-0-Z-1. And if you want to find me on Twitter, trying my best my very best to actually social media uh which is very tough 
<laughs> you can find me at Matt Gaming on Twitter. Uh, if you want to see this podcast in video format with your own eyeballs, you can go to YouTube and type in The Scumbar Podcast. You'll find it on Matt Gaming there as well. But if you want to listen to this podcast with your earballs, like most people do, you can go to any of your favorite podcasting platforms and uh, find us there. We're available on Spotify. We're available on iTunes. We're available on everything. Pod really. something. Yeah. yeah. And I, Anchor honestly, something. It, like we we host our podcast through anchor they won't even tell us all the places they distribute on so it's kind of crazy <laughs> there must be a, wait ah it doesn't matter <laughs> nope, really they doesn't won't matter. tell us it's a okay. secret that's um, fine. but we're available on everything just search for us and you'll find us just don't use Great. podbean because that's the one i use and i couldn't find us on there so <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> we're there but don't look for us there yeah don't look for us because we are there we're everywhere um <laughs> just look out your window you'll find us <laughs> uh anyways thank you so much for listening anthos uh take it away The nighttime is the best time. The daytime is the other time. But the right time is always your time. Hey! Hey! hey. hey. All right, bye everybody. Bye, bye, bye. bye.